0: Hi everybody, good afternoon, happy Thursday, and welcome to another amazing chat with Power to Fly. Um, I'm really excited to get going and jump into um, today's session with our amazing guest speaker. But before I do that, I'm gonna go over some real quick housekeeping items for y'all. So one thing that I want to share with you all is that um, you should be able to see my housekeeping slides right now. Um, I wanna share uh, a couple different ways that you can participate in today's session. So what we're gonna to do today is um, we're gonna really encourage that participation from you in like text form. So you can either throw questions, if you have any that occur to you into the questions space on your toolbar, or you can also chat um, with our uh, other attendees as well as myself, or if you have a question that you would like to ask anonymously, or even a comment that you'd like to um, raise anonymously, you can send it in the chat, but just instead of sending it to the entire audience, you'll just pick my name from the dropdown. And you can send it to me directly, and I will raise your question or comment and keep you anonymous um and this session is being recorded so what will happen is in about one to two business days everybody that registered for this um session will get an email um, from power fly and it'll have a link to where you can re-watch this recording on our website so that way if ann says something absolutely amazing and mind-blowing and you have got to tell somebody right now um that way you can share that uh, that link with them later um, and you know kind of share the, the love and the resources and the information from power fly um, again, you can write in the chat. You can always DM me if you want uh, to keep, you know, if you want to, you know, kind of stay on DL. Um, and I really highly encourage you to keep up with us on our various social media channels. We are at Power to Fly on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that way you will never miss um, one of these amazing events that we host. Um, and it's a nice way to make sure that you stay registered without cluttering up your inbox or worrying that maybe you, you, uh, you know you missed one that you would have really enjoyed. You can also search our video library on our YouTube channel or on our website. Um, all right, so it is my pleasure to introduce you to our guest speaker today. Anna Salgado is a senior manager in the customer care department with Log Me In. Um, and co-leader of the employee resource group for families at In, as well as being an ambassador for Mission Possible, which is the philanthropic arm of uh, In as an organization. She has a BA in sociology from Michigan State, so the fact that she moved back to California, us Midwesterners won't hold against her. (laughs) She is a wife and a mother to two young and very active daughters, age six and three, so clearly you have a very relaxed and kind of lazy lifestyle. You know, not too much going on. Um, Anne is here because she absolutely knows what it means to really be juggling personal commitments, professional commitments, different relationships in your life, all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to have Anna join us today. So welcome. We're so happy to have you.
1: Oh, Meg, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to come here and talk to y'all about what life is like uh, with me and the Salgado household and juggling career and motherhood, two extremely, extremely important uh, parts of, of who I am. So, thanks for having me here today. happy you. Um,
0: um, to have you? Um, no, I'll go right ahead. Sorry. No, you please go ahead. Okay so before we jump into um, the questions for today i just want to highlight for y'all that um, obviously log me in who is a partner for today's chat is hiring so i'm going to share a link with y'all in the chat um, area in just a moment and this is where you can um, connect with log me in and get more information on them so the link that i'm sharing right now is where you can check out their company page on power to fly um, it is a really it'll look much like what you're seeing on your screen right now it's a really great way to um, you know, get kind of get more information about the company. You can also, so you click company info, that's where you can get more info about them. If you click on the events tab down there, you can um, find out what other events that they are taking part in. Um, you can also see past events that they've done with us, as well as future events, you know, like our virtual job fairs or our mini summits or our chat and learn series. Um, so what you can go here to check out all those get um, great information about log me in. You can also click on the open jobs link that is gonna show you all of the roles that they have posted with PowerFly. Um, I think right now you're up to like 179 or something like that. So there's a lot of things to, ch- to check out. And you can also, um, on this page, you can search within those um, that job list for keywords or location or anything, and it'll just return you th- um, choices or options from Log Me In. So it's a really great way to kind of cut down and maybe not have to sift through as much um, as opposed to just doing a, um, a large, like an like, uh, entire platform search. The other thing I want to highlight for you is that there's a follow button. It's a big pink follow button. It's gonna be the upper right-hand corner of the page that you're gonna see. Definitely click that if you are interested in logging in, but maybe don't see anything right now that would interest you or that you could should apply for. Um, it's a great way to, to make sure that the that you stay on the logging in team's radar. They know that you're interested in working with them. And it also makes sure that you stay updated when they post new roles. So It's a great way to make sure that you don't miss any great opportunities with LogMeIn um, and they're aware that you are interested in working with them. Um, so before we, again, last thing before we go into the questions, um, I want to talk a little bit about the main themes that we're going to try and discuss today. Now, we, we kind of identified these themes with Anna prior to the chat, but then we also, um, you know, took a look at the questions that y'all had submitted leading up to today. And we um, kind of condensed them and organized them into what we hope is going to be a conversational format. So we will try to cover all the, uh, the themes that are here today. Um, and if you have a question that you submitted prior that you, you know, aren't sure if we're going to ask, Please, please, please feel free to um, to resubmit that question into the questions uh, field on your um, your lot or sorry your go to webinar toolbar. Um, and then, if you have any questions that occur to you during today's session, please, please feel free to submit those. We um, we want to make sure that the time you spend with Powerfly is well worth it, and we want to make sure that you are you all are learning what you came to learn today. So please feel free to direct the conversation and really you know get the most out of today's session. So during today's um, today's chat and learning conversation with Anna. We are going to try and cover um, tips on how you can show grace to yourself, which I know is very difficult, um, I can attest from personal experience. We're also gonna talk a little bit about strategies to support your colleagues or team members when there are stressful times, um, because just you know, like most of the pandemic has taught us, just because we're all going through the same thing doesn't mean we're not necessarily all experiencing it in the same way. Um, so we'll try and talk a little bit about those strategies for helping. Um, as well as knowing how to prioritize your support system and what to do if you don't have one, because this is a common common refrain that we hear a lot, especially with people that may be in a different location due due to the pandemic, or they're just far away from family and don't have that support structure built into their lives. All right, so Anne, um, let's talk a little bit about your connection to this subject and you know why you are such an amazing resource, um, and so kindly sharing your experience with us.
1: Okay, well, first of all, amazing is very kind of you to say, Meg. That is that's really over the top, and I, I appreciate the the kind words you're here. But um, I am a mother. I'm an, a sister. I'm a friend. I'm I'm an employee. I'm a manager. I'm all these different things in my life. There's so many other things I can count. I'm a teacher with my children, I'm um, a volunteer. I'm so many things and I'm regularly faced with how, how can I do it all because I know who I am and I know I want to do it all. But I've really had to come to terms with the fact that I can't do it all. I, I can't and so I kind of have to pick and choose and prioritize each day, sometimes each minute and kind of decide today, today what's gonna to be my focus, right? Is it going to be this thing at work? or multiple things at work? Is it gonna be this part of my relationship with my children or this part of my relationship with my husband? All are equally important, but sometimes you really just have to, you have to make things work throughout the day. And so for me, it's a constant juggle. I am juggling all the time. So many balls in the air and oftentimes they're dropping. And so one of the things that I wanted to do today um, to prepare really was, I did look up the definition of the word juggle, Meg, and I was really, really surprised. Actually, I was actually really taken aback. I took a seat, I took a took a back seat and I thought, well, this is pretty shocking that when you Google the word juggle, continually talk to the air and catch a number of objects so as to keep at least one in the air. But the, the example they give was really, really telling the example states she works full time juggling her career raising and this is the first thing you see when you google this word and so the fact that our lives what we do day in and day out has is front and center for everyone to see as an example of what juggling really is i think is really telling and um and i'd like to to share with you today why I think it's okay to juggle, I think it's great when all the balls are in the air and you're catching them and you're moving them around and you're doing all all the things right as we like to say, but it's okay when they fall and it's 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 totally acceptable and you need to find the people around you to help you pick them back up again so that's where I'm coming from today. <clears throat> a person who regularly juggles things fall, try again, things fall, and then within those moments, I, I do find great success and great happiness, too.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, okay, so do you want to save the other two, the other slides for later in the presentation, or would you like to go through those now? Oh, we can wait for a little bit. <clears throat> okay, great. Um, so what we are going to do, hold on here. There we go. So um, to get started on the questions that y'all submitted, these were amazing. So I'm really excited to to get um, kind of dig in on these to get us started. um, Let's talk about the way that you kind of find a balance between or, you know, involving in the middle of all of these different, um, you know, responsibilities or interests or, you know, things that you have there pulling at your time. Are there any, um, you know, kind of like main things that you think are crucial to helping either find or maintain this balance? Sure. Well,
1: first of all, I'm gonna. The first thing I want to say, yes, there are things in my life that um, that I consider to be pillars for me personally that have definitely helped me strive for balance. Because the fact is, balance is extremely difficult to come by. It is ex- extremely difficult for me, as I'm sure it's extremely difficult for for all of our attendees today. Um, and if you know somebody who has it all figured out, can you introduce them to me? Because quite frankly, I know that I struggle with this on a daily basis of trying to figure out, um, you know, what those priorities are and making that decision to put one thing above the other, right? It's, it's very rarely like this. It's usually a little like this or a little like this. So um, so it is definitely difficult to, to strike that balance. But the things that I do to try and and get there whenever I can is uh, flexibility, communication, and empathy. And these are three values that I hold very, very dear to uh, myself in both my personal and my professional life. Um, Flexibility for me means that I am given the opportunity to do things when I can do them. Um, And that goes in both aspects of my life, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, I can't do the dishes first thing in the morning because I have to get somebody's shoes on. It also means that I might not be able to reply to that email right away because I have another five emails that I have to get to, right? So I'm affording myself that flexibility to get things done at the right time. The second one is communication. And anybody who knows me, knows me, I'm a, I'm a communicator. I have a tendency to over-communicate in some some instances, but I find that that has really helped me to grow um, in all aspects of my life, whether it's in my marriage or with my children or uh, working with my colleagues um, at the office. Letting people know what I'm capable of doing, what I can do that day, what I can't do that day, all those things, it's really, really important to me. And then finally, empathy. So empathy, again, as with the other two values or pillars, is extremely important to me because it it does, it, it bleeds into all areas of my life. Um, I can look at my husband, who is my office mate, five feet um, away from me, right over here, and... If I can see that he's struggling with something, then I can kind of walk up to my office mate and check in and see how he's doing. If he's if he's struggling with um, a work project that I may know nothing about, but at least I can let him know that I understand and I've been there, right? Or if it, again, if it's my own situation where I need to dig deep for my own self and realize that I am gonna be okay and, Regardless of the situation that I'm in, whether it has to do with um, a project that I'm working on for work, or whether it's as simple as making dinner, like I need to be able to um, kind of dig deep and allow myself, you know, that that grace to to be okay with whatever scenario I have found myself in in that moment. So it's really about reaching out and making sure that you're okay, and I'm okay, and we're all okay. <clears throat>
0: I love that. I think those are really great, you know, kind of guidelines for that would be very applicable to a lot of situations. And I can't agree more with the idea that uh, somebody that has it all together, they're either faking it or they're like non-existent people, right? It's like your Canadian girlfriend when you were in high school. Like, it's just not (laughs) that actually exists. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about the idea of showing up for yourself versus showing grace for yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people get caught up in this idea that if you're showing grace to yourself, you're somehow not doing all that you can. And I think that this is something like, let's let's break down this idea a little bit.
1: Sure. So for me, showing up. Um, And it could mean different things for different people, but in my particular situation, I feel like showing up means I am putting on my own oxygen mask first. I'm sure we've all heard that saying before, but it's true. I cannot take care of the people around me unless I can take care of myself. That is just it, right? Um, I really, really focus on that. And even if it's like a, a tiny little thing that I have done for myself to kind of level set my day, then that's what I do. Um, because if I can, if I can get myself into an even spot to start the day, doesn't need to meet, I don't need to be jolly Anna first thing in the morning, but I need to be even and ready to go. Then everybody around me will feel that it sets the tone for my children. It sets the tone for my husband. It sets the tone for my first meeting of the day. And so I just really want to take care of myself. So one of the, One of the things that I like to do in the morning, um, and for people who know me might be a little bit surprised, but it's something I've been doing a lot more lately, is the first thing I do before I even get out of bed is I just kind of take a self-assessment. A very quick one, because I have two small children running around the house, but I take a a quick assessment as to how I'm feeling that day. Am I tired? Um, Am I anxious? Am I worried about a project? Am I concerned about my my child and how she's behaving, things like what's going on in my mind and if I can kind of um, take those things and kind of focus on one of them and relax and know that it's gonna be okay and maybe today I'm going to decide that I'm gonna make it a great day for my youngest child and we're gonna get her shoes on today without a fight and that's what I'm gonna focus on today. So I'm gonna relax, I'm gonna get my oxygen mask on and I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna go work with her and ensure that she and I can do this successfully together right so for me it's about kind of finding my center getting prepared for the day and finding one little thing that I can tackle that that hopefully I can do successfully but the problem is you know this morning reflection time is short lived and oftentimes is interrupted by my mask just kind of falling off a little bit right you know i it, it does happen. And so it's in those moments where I realize, oh, wait, Anna, now you need to show grace to yourself. This is the time where I need to accept that as much as I want to be the perfect mom and have lunch ready and breakfast and shoes and, and jackets and the kids are thrilled and, and my husband's so happy and, and everybody's in a great place in the morning, sometimes it's just not reality. And so I've learned to show myself some grace and it's okay to not hit every goal at home. It's okay not to hit every goal at, at work. And um, and I just need to recognize that about myself too and realize that I'm okay just the way I am and all the things that I am doing, I can be successful at, even though it may not be you know, the perfect day that we all strive to have. <clears throat>
0: No, I absolutely feel that. Um, I think we have talked a little. Bit, I don't, I'm not sure if we if we talked a little bit about it, but I um, I live with bipolar depression, and I I feel like this resonates really well with me because I do the same kind of thing. Like I try and keep to a schedule because I know that that's going to be best for me in the long run. But if I wake up in the morning and I've got that you know kind of like extra 50 pounds of mental weight on me, and it's just a struggle to even like get up and be vertical for the day. I have, I'm learning to be better with that grace for myself and realizing like, okay, there are days that I can like kind of do all the things. And then there's other days I need to either take it slow or reprioritize like what has to be done versus what I had planned for the day. Um, So yeah, it's a really, a really good call out to make. Um, All right. So when it comes to work, I know that it can be really hard to feel like you can ask for help because it like for me personally it feels like everybody else already has enough on their plate and it's you know why can't i get this done um but if you if you maybe work in a place where they think like even if they just feel like you can handle everything you know maybe you're really great at putting on that mask Mm -hmm. um what do you do when you can't like you said like when that mask kind of slips and you just can't really accomplish it are there better ways to ask for help that's a great
1: question. Um, so like I said, uh, one of my p- pillars or values is communication. And so for me, I I really value having a good working relationship with my direct manager. And I know that I am lucky, like really lucky actually. Um, and so in my case, what I have done is I'm honest. I will go to him and I will say, look, I really, really need your help today with prioritizing my day. Um, I know that there's projects that I need to work on or some, you know, uh, onesies, twosies that need to be done, but I, I need you to tell me, I need you to tell me which is the most important because I have a lot going on everywhere around me and I'm getting pulled in a lot of different directions. And he's always been really helpful and really, um, empathetic, right, to my plight, but also very direct in what the needs of the department are and what his expectations are of me and so i think having that open line of communication is vital but it's super super scary to admit you can't do it all very scary because suddenly you're thinking are they judging me do my is is my manager judging me are my peers judging me now what does my team think about me that i that i can't get it all done in this you know certain amount of time but ultimately, I just have to ask because if I don't ask, then suddenly, you know, maybe I start failing and then the, then it trickles around and, and down, right? So maybe what I'm not doing adversely affects my peer, perhaps my team, perhaps the deliverables that my manager might have. So for me to ask for help is, it's hard, but it's a must do. Absolutely. You absolutely have to ask for help. Um, Another thing that I would recommend is, you know, find a trusted peer, um, colleague um, at, it doesn't necessarily have to be your manager, um, but find somebody that you can talk to that you can really kind of share how you're feeling. I also have one of the, actually I have, I can think of a few people like that at LogMeIn that I count on and, um, but one of them I know that I call with great regularity and I say, hey, I need help. Can you give me advice on how to handle this? Or re- even recently, I asked this individual for help on hey, do you have a, how do you, how do you prioritize your day? What, what do you do to be successful? You're a pretty successful person. Can we talk about that? Can I get some ideas from you? And so, would, in, in doing that, I feel like, okay, that might take away some of the concern you might have talking to your direct manager, but yet you're still getting support you're still kind of letting somebody know who's within your kind of sphere that you might um, have some stuff going on and and you might need that extra support. So I have found that that has also been extremely, extremely helpful. And then just like a a kind of a regular um, non-relationship oriented tip, is that oftentimes people ask me to do things without deadlines attached. And that is super irritating because you can't always tell if this is something that can be resolved in the in a matter of two emails or two weeks right and so just ask people for those to give you a deadline there is no shame in replying back right away and saying thank you so much for this i really appreciate it when would you uh when would you like this completed Great. You know what? That has actually helped me. Tr- when I do that, that helps me tremendously because now I can set up the rest of my day, the rest of my week, the rest of my month based on what that expectation is. Right. So so I think that um, those things are are extremely, extremely helpful, uh, at least for me in in my experience.
0: <clears throat> oh, absolutely. And I love the um, the communication idea, like because if you're if you're really like effectively communicating with your um you know, with your coworkers or with your manager, you know, asking for help shouldn't really be a surprise to them necessarily. Like they, that way they can maybe, you know, kind of um, into a little bit better when you might be getting overworked or, you know, kind of overscheduled. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also a really good thing. Um, you know, I, I, again, practice what you preach. I struggle with this a lot. But uh, like, I like the idea of, you know, saying, hey, like, what's the deadline for this? Because, you know, if you don't know, then that's kind of hanging over your head. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't. I used to waitress and bartend for years and you don't, you know, put in an order and say like, you know, know, nobody, they don't mix up the orders and say like, well, you know, we're going to make 18 cheeseburgers all at once. They mm-hmm. take them as they come and they know when the deadline is, you know, you got to keep turning those tables over. And if you don't have that deadline, you could have a lot of stuff hanging over your head and no idea when it's all going to come due. And right. it could be weeks after you complete it, which is, would be great. But like in my experience, mm-hmm. it doesn't really happen like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So talking about these like kind of unexpected situations, you have children and as with all you know things that you are caring for or people you are caring for there's unexpected things that happen all the time so how do you manage it when you have you know an unexpected um you know event like like your kids get hurt or someone's sick and you need to you know take care of them how do you deal with that when especially when it's you know in direct conflict with what you're trying to get done work-wise
1: yeah that's great um luckily i uh have a stellar partner in my husband greg he's um I don't know what I don't know what I would do without him actually he's just pretty an he's an amazing guy. Um and so what we do is our our plan has always been one of us takes the lead on the kids when the kids are sick. Pre-pandemic, um one of us would just take the day off and it was, if it was an extended illness then we would alternate and a Monday Greg, Tuesday Anna, uh Wednesday Greg, Thursday and so on and we would just kind of do it that way. But then we came to realize that working from home, side by side, so cozy, um, and having the children here underfoot all the time, because uh, at one point, from March to August, my two-year then two-year-old and then five-year-old were here all the time, made it very difficult to get work done. So we made an adjustment. We had a great talk, like we do, and we made an adjustment to our plan, which it, then it, now it is, if somebody gets sick or hurt, one of the children, it's half days, so um, I'm typically very meeting heavy in the mornings, so I will work in the morning um, and then at lunchtime, we do the handoff and then Greg, um, uh, then I will take the kids in the afternoon. And so that actually works really well for us because that half day plan means that I I feel like I'm not missing it's a hard one I feel like I'm not missing out on work but I'm still dedicating that part of my that morning or the afternoon to my children hopefully so I'm again like am I striking the balance probably not perfectly because in a perfect world I am spending the entire day with my children but this is what works for us what works for us is that half and half um, because sometimes you do have projects that you might need to check in on um, if your kids are sick um, but Uh, But that really helped us because you never really feel fully removed, especially if you have um, specific things that are going on. Um, The thing is, though, the most important thing you can do for yourself is you need to, you, the employee, right? You need to work with your manager and you need to have that conversation with your manager and explain what your boundaries are and what your expectations are around those boundaries. my manager knows, uh, he knows my schedule. He knows when drop-offs and pickups are. He knows um, he knows uh, that if there's a meeting happening at that time that there's a high likelihood it's happening in the car, safely of course, hands-free always, but there's a high likelihood that it's gonna happen from the car and he's fine with it. Or other times he'll just say, you know, log in, join us when you can, right? Um, things like that. Um, we did have an instance in our home this really this actually really uh, resonates with me because just three four weeks ago our um, older she's fine by the way, but she was in the hospital for a couple of nights, and so that meant that mom was there a couple of nights with her um and so we kind of did that juggle for a little bit, and then both of our bosses said, no just." Take the day off and be with your daughter, right? Um, after kind of talking, talking us through uh, the scenario that we're both that we were finding ourselves in, where one of us had to be with her at all times. My husband um, then had to take care of the youngest, and we kind of, you know, were flip flopping throughout the day. And we had the support of both of our managers to say, no, you guys need to focus on this. This is your priority right now. And and I knew that that would be the case anyway, upon having that conversation. But again, I think that the reason that was brought to me before I even said, I need to take the time to be with my child was because of that open line of communication that I have. That again, that that is so valuable to me and um, in, in every aspect of my life. And then when I think about um, when I think about my team specifically, right? Because I do manage 11 people here at Log Me In. I try to do as best of a job as I can, not perfect, but I try to do a really good job to let them know my whereabouts. They don't, nobody needs the details if they want them, fine. But like, you know, you don't need to overshare. That's certainly up to, you know, the relationship you have with your peers, colleagues, managers, uh, team members. But certainly I like to let them know that, um, that it may be unavailable because my job, I feel like I'm in service of them. I'm here to help them grow their career. I'm here to help them become great log me inners and really good at their jobs and watch, you know, uh, let you know, help in their career growth. But if I'm not here to service them, then that's a problem, right? Because I'm in service of them and they count on me right and i know that um as much as i count on them cuz they're an amazing amazing group of people but but even so i need to let them know what's going on with me and so that might mean that a meeting with them might get shifted or something like that but again that's that's kind of part of of the expectation setting and the communication and the you know the the boundary and expectation setting that one should have regardless of which relationship you find yourself working in in that moment of time. But um, yeah, I think you, hopefully, hopefully y'all have good partners at home to help you through that or family members or things like that that can help you kind of navigate through times when your kids are sick or there's elder care situation going on.
0: I, I'm so glad that you, you know, thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm glad that your your child's all right. Um, and you're, you're absolutely right. Having that partner that you can really rely on is crucial, um, let alone having the support of, you know, your employer to to really take care of your family. Um, we had actually somebody that wrote in a question and I do see people are writing questions in the chat. So we're gonna be, um, you know, including those here in just a, a couple of minutes. minutes. Um, but one thing that I, one question that, I, that we saw, um, this person had asked about, kind of like those unsupportive managers. So this person said, none of my managers have kids, so they haven't really been understanding of my situation and its challenges. Every time one of my kids interrupts a call, they freak out and that happens Do you have any advice for dealing with unrealistic or ignorant employers, people that are child free? Um, And I think this is a really good question because it could, you know, there's there's a lot of people like, I'm lucky enough to have a dedicated office space in my house not everyone is able to have that. And, and moving into the pandemic and us, you know, people that were privileged enough to have, be able to work from home, still not many people have, you know, dedicated space that they can use. So how, how would you, you know, suggest like kind of dealing with this situation since, you know, we all know not everybody's as lucky, um, you know, to have really supportive managers? Yeah.
1: So that's so first of all, to the person and likely persons who have asked this question, um that is really a hard situation to be in. There is no question, and I'm sorry that this is happening, right? Um there uh yes, I do have a great working relationship with with pretty much everybody at logged Me In because it's such a great place to work. Um And it shouldn't even be a question. Like if if that was ever raised, in my experience, if that was ever raised, like if I got like a look or um, a look of shock or shame or guilt um, because my daughter walked up to me in the middle of a meeting, which I know is not optimal, or because my two-year-old was crying because she needed a diaper change or what have you. It's... um, it would really crush me. It would crush me because I'm just trying to do the best that I can. I mean, that's that's it, right? I'm trying to put my best foot forward, and sometimes you're just pulled away at an inopportune time. Now, so my advice on this one, I have to say, um, because I don't ha- I'm lucky to not have like this specific of an experience, but something to consider. Let me put it this way. I don't, not this advice, but something to consider has your company or HR department set up expectations about what it means to work from home? Because ours has, right? And I think that that comes from the top, right? So maybe look into that, see if there are any kind of rules of engagement um, or level setting that the company has done to kind of assure those caregiving um, workers that that uh, they will be supportive of the scenario that you found yourselves in, right? Um, I mean, we even have an employee resource group called families that log me in where we talk about this sort of thing all the time. Um, and the other thing with, or to go in line with that is maybe these rules are not in line with what your needs are. Maybe they don't, maybe they haven't crafted these rules. Um, and you may need to kind of figure out, is this a manager issue? Like, is it my manager's policy? And is it their kind of behavior or policy that's driving this? Is it the department policy that's driving this, right? And so my manager just, you know, acting in such a way or or this person, you know, at the company is acting in such a way, or is it the company policy? Like, why, why is this happening? Um, and so that's something that I would personally think about. The other thing, which is again, scary and difficult is maybe address it with that person and like tell them, like be real about your situation, be your authentic self and say, this is where I'm at. Um, You know it's not ideal because I know it's it's not ideal having my two-year-old walk in and say, mommy, 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 mom, like over and over again. Like that is not an ideal situation. I don't actually want it, but, when you explain that, and then somebody feels that you're real, and that you are coming from a good place, I think that that can potentially help, right? Um, And share that you are, you know, you are hitting all the marks, you are doing everything that's to be expected. But yes, sometimes my child's going to incessantly yell my name, right? Or maybe they're going to wave, right? And that's okay. Wave back. Like, that's all they, you know, it's just, it's an attention grab, right, from your kids, like, that's what they want. Um, All of my, all of my uh, colleagues are really good at waving back to my kids now, and guess what? They usually walk right away after it happens. So, um, ultimately, having a child in the background crying is probably not going to affect the end result of the work that I'm putting in, because I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of doing. That five minute interruption is not going to completely ruin my day. It's just not. And so I think ultimately the advice is, if you need to, if you feel like you want to, dig deep and figure out what's going on at, you know, how the company can support you or have that candid conversation and just be real with that person. That's what I would do.
0: I, I absolutely love that because uh, so we had a comment in the, the question thread saying, um, I suspect that the majority of people joining this webinar are those in similar situations, um, you know, uh, opposite to what you've experienced with that, you know, great support at home yes, and work. Yes. yes um yes. asking about, you know, kind of getting uh, senior leaders, especially males to listen in and appreciate these challenges. And I love the idea of doing that open communication thing and saying like, hey, let's let's like, re identify the ground rules here. You know, what exactly are your expectations for me? Because it might be that you are actually meeting all those expectations, but this person is, you know, somehow projecting some other, you know, desires or other um, things that they would like to see from you. But it's not really strictly a requirement of your job or detrimental if you can't follow, you know, if you can't have your completely gone. Um, yeah. I think the other, you're totally right. I mean, it and it, the the idea of having that, that candid conversation with that person might be really scary. But... Mm-hmm. When you tell someone, like, "Hey, here's what I'm dealing with," I understand, right? It seems like you don't really like when this happens or when my, you know, when my kids walk in the room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just lay it out for them. Like, yep. I don't have the luxury of a of a separate office. I have, you know, children that require care. They can't. They're not in school because pandemic. Here's what's going on even just identifying that you understand that they're upset about something or that you're also not real cheesed with like how this this whole situation is playing out could really be the the difference between them feeling like maybe you're flouting rules and kind of or like taking advantage of versus them understanding that you are trying to do your best just like everybody so you know obviously there's there's room for interpretation there if you're on like you know I've been. Uh, like if I'm doing one of these events, I try and keep my dogs out in the hall. So that way I'm not interrupted. I let everybody know. I like disconnect the the noise from the um, the doorbell, um, all that kind of stuff, just to make sure that like we have a good call and it's not interrupted. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you can't control everything. I was in the middle no. of the chat. And the dogs knocked down the baby gate that was keeping them out of my office. Like talk about something way, way harder to ignore than a little bit of light snoring. This was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. one of the things we said a lot at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, working from home and having to be remote does not make people less professional. It just mm-hmm. makes people more real. You see more about what's actually going on in your employees, or your coworkers lives.
1: Yeah, I have to tell you something, Meg. Um, pre-kids, I had a very different outlook. Right. So I got to tell you that that really, really changed um, how I felt about. Being a working parent, right? So I think we've, I think most of us were there. Like, if anybody has kids, you probably felt a certain way about working parents before you had kids. And I can think of an instance in my career, um, early on in my management, where I was not as empathetic to the plight of one of my employees as I should have been. And I am honest with myself enough to say that. I did not do everything I could to be as supportive as possible to that individual, and how many years later? I over, Well over 10 years later, I still think about that person, and what could I have done differently to be more supportive of that individual, like, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it, right, and I, and that's, I think that's part of the, the, crux of this conversation is too, like what do you somebody doesn't get it and you know what somebody talked to me and that's what happened it wasn't just when i had kids but i i had a great manager who said anna chill out like you got to cut this person some slack like this is what's happening and i was like yeah and like they need to be able to do this this and this and she's like you this manager she said, you need to again pump the brakes think about the, all the circumstances of this person. You don't know everything about this person, but you have a general idea of, on cut them some slack. And I said, okay, that was a learning for me. So that was step 1, and then of course step 2 is me having my own kids, right? Like that was lacking on so many levels, but I am not fallible. I have plenty of mistakes in in my career. Um, whether I, um, you know, have my manager hat on or my employee hat on and, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit it, you know, and actually that I hadn't done that. I wish that I would not have, um, communicated better with that person at that time. So that's also my way of saying like, we're always growing and changing always, you know, and if we're not, then there's something wrong, quite frankly.
0: So. No, absolutely. I think, yeah. Being able to, you know, as somebody who is child free by choice, it is really important to me to keep asking these questions from my coworkers, especially the ones that I know have children, yeah. Um, yeah. because like, there, that's a whole set of challenges that I don't know anything about. I have dogs; it's right. not the same thing. You know, yeah. I can put my my fur kids in a kennel for several hours, and no one's going to call child protective services mm-hmm. on me. So yeah. I, you know, I I try and be that you know cognizant of the fact that like I. I don't understand what these challenges are, so what are you going through? How can I support you? Is everything okay today? Or is it one of those like everything's going wrong sort of days? Like what can I do? And I think that's, you know, even just asking the question is important, but if you're one of those people with kids that are are working with somebody without kids, don't be afraid to just speak up, especially if that person is like the kind of person that would help if they understood. They just don't know to ask. Not to put more pressure or more work on the people that need the help right now, but it can really be helpful to just be like, Hey, I need to put my kid down for a nap. Can we do this later? Or I'm having a really rough day. Do you have any extra bandwidth that you could help me with stuff? Because this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ask, like that, that over-communication, I feel like it keeps coming back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a question that came in, in the chat that I want to try and get to cause we have like a little, a little over 15 minutes left. Sure. Um, that person said it's interesting that the dictionary says she juggles, do you mm-hmm. think women are expected to juggle both while their counterparts are not? What's your opinion on this?
1: My opinion is—I have a strong I, one. But you go I ahead. I mean, I have a pretty strong opinion on this one, and I think the answer is yes. I think that the expectation falls heavily in the direction of the uh, of um, of women, right? In in this particular category. I mean, it says it. It's right. To, to the person who noticed that, thank you for noticing that. Because that was also a big, you know, she, right? It's right there.
0: Um,
1: so thank you for that. Um, and it's true. I mean, that's how, that's how I have seen things. Now, my husband and I work very hard to um, to make things as, it's never going to be even. It's never going to be even. But we do our best to kind of counterbalance wherever we can. Maybe that's the best way to put it Um, because we have actually had this very, very, very specific conversation in our household multiple times since we had our first child six years ago, which is, it is never going to be even, honey. It never is. Sometimes you're going to do all the heavy lifting, and guess what? Sometimes I am, and then it may never be even. Like, you think it's going to level out, but it, it probably won't. It'll just go this way, and it'll go this way, and maybe we'll get closer, and maybe we won't. But that was a difficult conversation to have with him because I felt like I was doing everything and he felt like he was doing everything because we have kind of naturally fallen into very specific roles within our family dynamic. I'm proud to say that my husband does all the cooking in our house, mostly because he says he'd like to eat and I'm a terrible cook. So He has taken on that role as family chef, a role that I want nothing to do with. But in return, I do all the laundry, which he does not like doing at all. Is there, is that a balance? Some days it is, some days it's not, but it's just kind of roles that we have, or job duties that we have fallen into. Um, But I do still feel sometimes like, yes, I might be carrying the load, Um, because there's certain things that I just do that he doesn't do. But I bet if you were to ask him, he's currently working in the garage, but if you were to ask him, how do you feel about that, I bet you he would say the reverse. I feel like I do a lot too, but I think we would come together and say, but it's never even, it's never going to be even, Um, but that's our family experience. but it has definitely caused frustration. I cannot tell a lie. It's caused pretty massive frustration actually, and you can't let that stuff. you can't let it uh you know quietly bubble. You have to cut it off at the past before it goes sideways because you um makes things even more difficult if you don't take the time to talk about them but um as a like on a global scale, I for sure think that um they chose that word she for a reason in that in that uh in that dictionary snippet, so.
0: <clears throat> oh. oh. Oh, sorry. I thought I had unmuted myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I think that's really, that's really true. And there's a lot of, so, there's a lot of stuff going on now where, um, you know, there's a lot of people realizing due to the pandemic that either the jobs they have are no longer viable, maybe they lost their job, or their job is not necessarily, you know, meeting all of the needs that they had, or the, you know, their priorities have changed. since right. The pandemic yep. has kind of kicked in. Um, there's a lot of people that feel the concern that if they are, if they make any moves towards seeking that real work-life balance or integration, they might lose their jobs. Do you right. have any advice for people that are kind of facing this this idea or this, um, this I mean, it's not even an idea. For some people, it's a very
1: yeah. real possibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've said it a few times already that I think that um, seeking 100% balance is just not, it's not feasible, right? Um, and this is a, gosh, I really am a broken record and I'm so sorry for being such a broken record, but I do think that um, you need to investigate what is out there and kind of figure out if um, if this is the right job for you. Like if you have that concern, maybe it's time to take, uh, maybe it's time to do some soul searching and figure out, is this really what I want to do? And look, I get it. We all, we need to work. We need to put, you know, uh, food on the table and clothes on our back. And I understand that. And oftentimes people find themselves in positions that they don't necessarily love, but they're doing it because they have. People and themselves that they need to take care of, but maybe that you know that's that's one of the things that I think about like if I'm afraid to take action, then there's something going on in there that's a little bit deeper than finding balance, right I think that maybe it's it's maybe time to do a little bit more like i said soul searching to figure out like what is what is causing me to be afraid right um is it that I don't like my job? I don't. I you know. I I I don't like some of the other choices I've made, or um, I'm so focused on X and not Y. Like what? Like what are those things that are causing me to be afraid? Because there's quite frankly there's a lot there's a lot going on in our lives right now. We are in a pandemic for the last 14 months. Our lives have been upended. Upended. Um, if you asked me 14 months. If you asked me um, let's call it April 1st last year, on April 1st, like everything, the whole world is so different, right? A year ago. If you said, Anna, I'm gonna give you a job and it's gonna be a huge pay raise and it's gonna be an amazing job, but you are gonna have to work from home full-time with your two-year-old and your five-year-old everywhere and your husband right next to you. But, Look, those are the things that you're going to have. Like, that's going to, that's part of the program. Like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I, you know, or I, well, I maybe say pre pandemic, right? I don't know if I would have said yes to that job because that's a lot to have to think about and a lot to have to consider, right? We're living it. That's different. I'm saying if this was part of your job package, right? We don't even, and we had no inclination of what this world was going to be, this is part of my job package. You get this and this, but you also get all these other things. I don't know if I would have said yes. I just think that there's there's a lot to be said for kind of figuring out what works best for you, what uh, your limitations are, what you might be afraid of, what are those things. You have to make all those considerations um, when you're trying to achieve that, work, that work-life uh, integration, right? So it's... Um, really been a tough spot for sure. There's no question. And and I think ultimately, though, it's going to make us all better for it. And I'm sure, you know, that sounds so trite, but it's really true. I mean, I've never learned more about juggling than I have in the last 14 months. I've never learned more about resilience than I have in the last 14 months. I've been scared for my children the last 14 months. I have a kindergartner, like, is she going to be okay? Not being in school for half the year? Like what does that mean for her future?
0: Right. For my, oh my gosh,
1: like all these different things that I'm thinking about um in relation to my family and the choices we have made, right? Because we all make choices. We made a lot of choices this year. Um, some were forced upon us, but others, you know, we we made ourselves. And it has made it very difficult um, at times to find that work-life balance, but ultimately. What I have chosen to do is really kind of do some soul searching and figure out like what is what is important to me, what what scares me, what gets me excited.
0: Um, well, and you it's know, helpful to know you're all not those the things. person going through this. I mean, right, right. Something like forty percent of of American workers are look are like actively looking for different jobs now. Whether they're you know intent on leaving or they're mm-hmm. just trying to see what else is out mm-hmm. there, yep. there's a lot of people doing this. Um, All right. So we only have seven minutes left and I want to make sure we save some time to talk a little bit about log me in at the end. Sure. Um, Let's try and do, I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let's try and do like a popcorn round and we'll try and get to like maybe two or three more questions. Okay. Um, Sounds good. What are your tips for self-care? Because it can be really, really hard to take time for self-care when you've got all these other demands on your time, right? Okay.
1: Can you share that, um, the slide that we talked about earlier? That would be great. Uh, Yes. Okay, my tip, my, so this says practice mindlessness, okay? Not mindfulness. Um, this is actually a cross stitch created by an artist by the name of Julie Jackson. Um, she's incredible and she gave me the go ahead to share this with y'all today. Um, she's a bit on the sassy side, which I uh, appreciate very much. I also have a secret talent, I love doing cross stitch. And so I found it very, Uh, meaningful to share this with you today, because I feel like one of the best things I can do for myself in regards to self-care is like doing something mindless, like give myself that brain break that I need. It doesn't need to be an hour. It can be five minutes. I actually, on my desk, I do have my current cross-stitch sitting right next to me. So that way, if I just need to tune out for you know, five minutes, do a couple rows, put it back, focus back on work, focus on the kids, whatever it is. At least I've had that five minutes or like an X, an X, an X, an X, like just kind of tuning out for a moment. That to me is extremely, extremely valuable because it's that short snippet. It gives you just enough time to kind of, you know, get out from where you were, but then hop right back in again if you need to. Um, So that's something I like to do. Um, But most uh, that's a very specific thing that I like to do but mostly I like to find uh uh small bursts that I can that I can um kind of incorporate into my day like you know I might lie on the couch for 10 minutes no phone nearby just lie on the couch eyes closed just relax um another favorite of mine is going onto into the front yard and lying on the grass you can tell I like lying down I I like uh it's comforting to me to be lying down so I'll lie on the grass and I'll just kind of look up on the Look at the sky look at the birds and it's it's kind of communing with nature but in a way that makes me comfortable because i'm not really outdoorsy that's the truth right but it, it feels oh, good great. like I, it feels good that way um
0: yeah yeah total
1: change of scenery and then this other kind of a uh, pro tip I have, um, which is unique to our family. I think maybe other families have done it too, but our kids know now when mom and dad have their headsets on, do not disrupt them because they're probably in a meeting. It's hard when you're trying to teach a three-year-old to not interrupt, of course, but generally speaking, they've gotten much better over the last 14 months. So one thing that I do is I actually will put my headphones on and do dishes. Because that is my I I'm doing two things there. Number one, I love dishes. It's so relaxing. It feels there's something about it. You're cleaning, um, it's the repetition. Um, and now and that is not I will my be, I'll be happy to do it. And you know what? And now it's the quiet time because I have my headphones on, I'm listening to my favorite podcast, and the kids kind of know, like, oh, mom has her headphones on, let's not bug her. So we've uh so that's been actually kind of one of those kind of Mindless tasks that actually doesn't just benefit me, but kind of benefits the family because I'm getting this task done as well. So it's kind of like a twofer. But um, but now we actually fight over who does the dishes. I got to tell you, my (sighs) husband and I now it's like a like a little running joke. Like, but but I'm doing the dishes tonight. Oh no no, you're doing tubbies. No. Oh man. So we um it actually becomes a thing in the house.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's true. I love it. All right, we only have so, three minutes yeah. left, so I want to okay. um, I wanna just highlight here for just a second. Um, all right, so we talked to you a little bit about the company culture at LogMeIn. Yes. Um, the, the one word that you used to describe it is vibrant, um, which I think is obviously very telling for the kind of, um, you know, the kind of uh, environment that you have uh, with LogMeIn. Can you talk a little bit about your favorite part about working at LogMeIn, and then we will highlight a couple of the open roles before we go to that. Yeah,
1: sounds good. So, um, you know, it is um, our mission to unlock the potential of the modern workforce. And I could have easily said the people, but it's probably obvious, based on the conversation we had today, that the people is one of the most outstanding parts of Log Me In. But what I love about the potential of the modern workforce, it's not just about us selling the product to potential or current customers right and giving them the opportunity to remotely collaborate or um, you know or you know utilize our variety of products um, our help desk products um, you know the remote access tools things of that nature password managers yes it is about that part we're a business of course but it's also unlocking our own potential as employees of the company, um, we are um, we are working very hard to ensure that our, co- our employees feel supported, right? Um, the way that I feel about working for a company might be vastly different for somebody who's um, had a different life experience that I have or in a different part of their life, right? And so I think that as a company, when we consider what it means to you know, work from anywhere, uh, you know, uh, co-work, um, working, you know, brick and mortar, whatever it is, I think that is just extremely important. And this is the kind of company that values it not just for the customers, but for us as well. So that's that to me is, is huge. Um,
0: and then,
1: what else would you like to talk about, Meg?
0: <clears throat> um, so, we've only got about a minute, so let's jump yep. to the open roles, because um, yep. I know one of these is uh, close to you. Uh and yes. close to So, let's talk a little bit about these open roles.
1: Sure. So, right, right here, we have um, five featured positions in a variety of different departments. However, the first one speaks closely to my heart, because that is a role that is going to be a part of my team. So, the account resolution specialist, um, we are the retention team. For uh, log me in, and so our job is to speak to customers who are considering canceling, and and um, and uh, working with them to try and see what we can do to to keep them on as customers. It's an extremely um, vital job at the company. Our team members are incredible, highly skilled, uh, with lots of experience in customer relationship management, and um, and I just what uh what you can learn in this role really opens up your eyes to the rest of the business. So I think it's a it's a great um position we have open today. So I encourage anybody who's interested to go ahead and apply and, and let me know if you're applying.
0: Excellent. Um, I have shared in the chat um, a couple, uh, well, a bunch of links um, where you can check out LogMeIn's company page on Powerfly, like we talked about earlier, links to where you can connect with Anna, um, you know, on LinkedIn, as well as um, some information if you are interested in other past chats we've had about, um, you know, working parents, Uh, so definitely check those out. And I just want to say thank you, Anna, for um, for taking time out of your day to talk to us um, and share your experience. It's been wonderful to spend the afternoon with you.
1: Well, it's honestly it's been it's been a real privilege of mine. Um, Every day is a is a new day. Every day is a struggle. Um, And I just um, I just want to encourage everyone to remember that you have to keep moving forward. You have to keep moving forward. We all because we are. Uh, we're doing hard things. You know, a good friend of mine, this is her mantra, this is what she lives by. And um, you probably know that a frog only leaps forward, it doesn't leap back. And this, if nothing else, the last 14 months have shown us how resilient we are and how good we are at moving forward, even though we are doing very hard things. And so um, I wish everyone the best of luck in all and every aspect of your lives trying to juggle everything that you can and just know that you're not alone. Like I am right there with you. And as Meg said, if you ever want to reach out, you're welcome to link with me. I'm happy to just, you know, be a sounding board uh, to anybody who might need it. Um, I think it's extremely valuable to um, meet and engage with people that you wouldn't normally. So um, that's something I would also encourage anyone to do, um, you know, amongst your peer group as well. So this has been a, just a real joy for me and i'm so grateful for this opportunity thank you meg power to fly and log me in so much
0: thank you this has been absolutely amazing i want to say a huge thank you to all of our amazing attendees um you also submitted some great questions i'm so sorry we weren't able to get to all of them but absolutely take advantage of um you know Anna's availability and the fact that she wants to, you know, reach out and help the rest of our community. Um, And hopefully we will see many more of you joining us on future chats uh, in the future. Um, Don't forget. We also have our, um, our, sorry, our June mini summit is happening the 8th through the 11th. We're going to be talking about um, pride at work. It's a four day virtual summit, free speakers, virtual job fair, all this stuff. So definitely sign up for that if you haven't yet. And I hope to see many more of you around in the coming days on new chats. Um, Have a wonderful Thursday, and I hope you all have a great, safe, and happy weekend. Bye, everybody!